So, okay, good, you smile. <laughs> so I thought we should go back to the original theme song just this week. Okay. Instead of our Afrojack remix. <laughs> because I felt like we're finally back to The Walking Dead. Me too. The band I, is back together. I feel like no more bottle episodes, no more Tara and Heath and people we don't really care enough about yet. This was, yeah, the band's getting back together. So that's why I wanted to use the theme. I love it. 90-minute episode, mid-season finale. Now, last year, if you remember, the mid-season finale was no, the prequel to No Way Out. Yep. That was when they were all holding hands, walking through the zombies. Oof. And most people who read the comics knew that Jesse and her kids were going to be dead. Yeah. And Carl was going to lose an eye. And, you know, so whatever happened, he was going to chop her hand off with an axe. Mm. All that was right out of the comics. This was also right out of the comics. Now, if you remember, two weeks ago and last week, I said, I, I used the word guts a couple of times. Yeah, a few times, yeah. And I said, <laughs> I hope they have the guts to do what's in the comic. I made some, you know, alluded to things that I said, if you read the comics, you know. And a couple of our regular tweeters uh, were like, oh, yeah, I guess you know what uh, what's happening. So it happened almost, almost word for word uh, what was in the comics, and we will get to that part. But let's let's start with... The episode. Let's let's okay. run it down. Okay, so the episode starts. Okay. Maggie is sitting and crying at Glenn's grave, yeah. which is sad. And then she climbs to the top of the wall at the hilltop, and she sees Gregory. Oh, he is such an asshole. He's I'm such an so, asshole. Oh, my God. He's a smug son of a bitch, and if and when he gets it, it's going to be very enjoyable. I hope he gets it. Well, he got stabbed when we first met him, and I thought, that's a good start. <laughs> so he makes a wise-ass comment, which he thinks sounds like a compliment at first. So he knows Maggie's name, and he's like, oh, people are saying nice things about you and Sasha, saving them. And I'm like, oh, he knows Sasha's name. And then he says, don't let it go to your head. Like, you're still uh, a guest here. Don't get cocky. Maggie had the best combat comeback. Yeah. Don't let it bother you. He's so, like, because you act like it's bothering you. Yeah. And he's, he's sitting there eating an apple, and he's polishing the apple, right, whatever it was. And she says, are you going to eat that apple? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to eat that apple. And then some guy from the hilltop on the wall We'll call him Gentleman One because we don't know who he is. Because the people in the hilltop, whenever the, our main survivors are at the hilltop, they all must be hiding. I know. You never see them. Where are they? They hide. I don't know where they like, are. Like when Maggie and Sasha saved them from the fires, only like Jesus and one or two other I people know. came out. The rest of them hid. So now we see another guy at the hilltop. Yeah. And he tells her, hey, man, she's pregnant. Give her the apple, basically. And he throws the apple up and she eats it. With a smug, it was awesome. I won this one. Yeah. Like she didn't even want the apple. F you, I got the apple. She just wanted to take the apple from him because he's an ass. So we are um, watching Negan shave. It cuts to Negan shaving. It was so weird. He made like Carl and Judith watch him. The whole episode and last week, it seemed like Negan was living Rick's life. Yes, like single white male. He cooked them dinner. He made them spaghetti, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's shaving, and he goes, Carl, you have to shave against the grain. And it was all very like, I'm going to be your dad. Dad-like. Because I, I, he really wants to be a dad. Now, we know from the comics his backstory. Mm-hmm. I, see, I don't know if people want to know what his backstory is because it's in the comics. Just this one thing, maybe? All right, he was a teacher. Yeah. One of his jobs was a teacher. Yeah. So he's been around kids. He's probably good with kids, which is why he likes Carl a little bit. And he wants to have a kid because Sherry's trying to get pregnant. And he's good with Judith. He's good with Judith. And so I think being a father figure kind of intrigues him. Mm-hmm. He may actually be jealous of Rick. Oh, ha- I think so. Having that sure. life. Yeah. Having a son that he can, you know, raise and a daughter, uh, you know, an infant. I think he likes that. So 
that was really quick. And then we see Daryl in the cell reading his go now note. He makes a run for it. He gets the note, which had a key to his motorcycle. And a match. And a match. Let's get back to that. Okay. Because I'm very bothered by that. I'm gonna I'm giving you a heads up. I'm gonna call bullshit a couple of times. Okay. Okay. Negan's cooking sauce. I know. Like, he's like, ooh, try this. It's delicious. Yeah, and he go and like so I think Carl did he look like he was leaning in to try it and then he pulled the spoon away? Well, he wanted to make Carl try it and Carl wanted nothing to do with that. Right. That's so, what it was. So yeah. Negan's licking the spoon mm, and this is mm, good. This is good. Yeah. Tara comes up to Olivia with lemonade, and she goes, Denise liked this lemonade. You can have the yeah, lemonade. Yeah, it was in my cabinet. And uh, she tells Olivia to go home, and she'll take over. Tara says, look, I'll, I'll go in. And Olivia, sort of like zombified, no pun intended, yeah. says, I told Rick I'd watch Judith, and I'm going to. As the episode plays out, she should have gone home. Uh, yeah. She should have gone home. Yeah. As soon as a minor character starts getting a lot of screen time, yeah. hide. Hide. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we see Carl setting the table. It didn't look like he knew where the fork and the knife went. Like, I think he put the fork inside the knife. Yeah, he put it, he set the table wrong. Yeah, no, that's just a pet peeve. That's not like a recap for the Walking Dead no. podcast. Walk- oh, Walkers and Talkers talked about silverware placing. <laughs> I just felt like, you he know. He put the knife I in mean, the I mean, what does the place? kid know? He's been in a zombie apocalypse since he's eight or nine yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he probably never set a table before. Yeah, right, if he has a knife, he's going to stab somebody with it. So <laughs> he probably left the knife on the outside as a weapon. Yeah. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Rick and Aaron are uh, trying to cross that lake where we left off last week uh, that's full of walkers in the boat with holes in it, which, by the way, was great on Talking Dead where they showed how they did that scene. There was I was shocked. There were dummies, animatronic uh, robots or zombies and then real people in there. You, you heard there were robots? Yeah, that's what they said. I don't remember hearing that. They said there were three kinds in there. There was real, real people, actors, and then... Um, Fake bodies and then like robots. Okay, I must have missed that. Yeah, because it was on really late after the. And so I did uh, remember when they put the the platform four feet under the water so that the walkers could stand on the platform. Yeah. But that was pretty cool. It was almost like, do you remember that episode where it was a long time ago? They were in that basement and the walkers came out through the water. Some of those were robots. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's when um, uh, Bob, Bob got bit. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Negan, Carl, Judith, and Olivia sitting at the kitchen table like a family. That was weird. Awkward. Awkward. And Negan says uh, he isn't waiting any longer for Rick to come home, and Lucille's getting hungry. Lucille is sitting at the table. Awkward. He put her on the chair like she was going to eat. Now, when you asked for, when he asked for an extra place setting, you thought it was for Rick, but I it was did, for Lucille. That's sick. That's really, something's really Real, Are you saying Negan is not 100% normal? I mean, no, normal? but like, that was a beyond sick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, sick was when he says, uh, Carl, pass the rolls. And then Carl looks at him and goes, please. He, he's really, he's mental. Uh, beyond. I mean, we know he's a tough guy and he punishes people, but he's off his rock. His spaghetti looked good, though. His spaghetti, yeah, I bet you his spaghetti looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, so the credits roll, and we cut to Eugene Spencer and Rosita in Alexandria. They're back from wherever they were. Last week, they were outside. They noticed the uh, saviors had taken over Alexandria. And Spencer hands over all the supplies he found to the saviors. And the savior tells him, you did well. Negan will like that you fought because you look like like crap. Looks like you fought for these, whatever yeah. it was, which he really didn't. He found the walker up on the perch. He cut it down and blood got on him. Now, if you remember, because this has happened before, I don't remember the first time, but the second time it happened, when Glenn saw the pictures of the heads bashed in at the satellite where, the sa- where they killed all the saviors, he looked at the, the Polaroids of heads bashed in, mm-hmm. and that's the way he died. Yeah. The walker that Spencer found had his guts open. Yo, yeah, you're right. That was clearly a foreshadowing Foreshadow. of how he would die. Yeah. But I couldn't say that last week because 
I didn't want to say, because that whole thing, what happened with Spencer, is from the comics, mm-hmm. which, which we'll get to, almost word for word. So Spencer's feeling all good about the fact that the savior thinks he did a good job. Cocky. And a female savior with a neck tattoo says, Oh, God. You know, Negan might even invite you to the sanctuary for a sandwich. And Spencer says, Just tell me when. He's, he's like, I'm going to get in good with this guy. I'm doing all the right things. I'm so much better than Rick. Like, can we talk about Eugene in that scene? <laughs> like, you, you, you didn't see him bash heads in. Yeah. You think Negan's just a mean guy or he was just he, doing his he job? He doesn't have a clue. Hey, I get what you're doing, man. You're building a, you're building a structure here. You're building yeah. a network. So he thinks he's doing a good job. Uh, the female, this is my favorite line, favorite line of the show. Female yeah, This is my favorite, too. Looks like she's almost about to kiss Spencer. Yeah, hitting on him hard. And then she notices Eugene is staring <laughs> at them and yells, you like watching haircut? And he goes, yes. Yes. <laughs> because he took her literally. Because if you remember, he used to like to watch Rosita Ew, and Abe. I know. When they were doing it, he used to watch through, like little shelves and stuff. Then he realizes that she didn't wasn't really asking him that. And he tells it. She says, "Get the hell away." With his cargo shorts on. Oh God. Then what do we see? Finally, the kingdom. Yes. Or at least the members of the kingdom. Part we of didn't it. actually see the kingdom at this point. Inside uh, Carol's little house. Carol's eating pomegranates, so it looks like she Ezekiel won over with the pomegranates. And uh, she sees Morgan outside, leaving a bag of produce and sneaking away. So she opens the door and invites him in, and he's like, oh, "I was giving you some fresh produce." And she's like, I got plenty. She was a little sass. She could have been a little bit more appreciative. Well, it's sort of like, yeah, everyone's bringing me stuff. Because well, she, excuse me, Carol. Because well, her, her boyfriend, Ezekiel, is bringing her, because she had a whole room full of produce. But Morgan probably worked really hard on that. Yeah. You live in a zombie apocalypse. Be grateful. Yeah, don't act like, yeah, I got all the food I yeah, need. Yeah, look at, she's like, no, I'm good, really. And like shows them all her produce. Oh, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> Her melons. So she's sort of cold to Morgan, and Morgan starts to leave, and he opens the door, and Richard's there. Yeah. Now, Richard is the guy from the uh, the kingdom who is next to die if there's a problem with the saviors. He's the one who fed the walker flesh to the pigs. Yep. He already hates these bastards. Yep. He's got more supplies. He's bringing more produce for Carol. And he's like, oh, I didn't expect to see you here, Morgan. Because he got busted now, because he's like the guy delivering all this stuff to Carol. Yeah. And she's like, I don't need any more food. Like, I'm all alone. I stopped bringing the, the produce. Well, we find out later why, why Richard's there. He wants to talk to them about the saviors. By the way, the cutting back and forth thing, I'm fine with. Because after the bottle episode, having all of the different groups being represented on the show, I was okay with. I was fine, because now we know the background. So Aaron and Rick are fending off walkers with the oars. And you see one of the oars was the part of the sign that said asshole. Yeah. And so they were stabbing the walkers with the asshole sign. And the other ha- the other the other oar said something like, um, I'm dead now or something. He got two good planks. Yeah, two good planks. And so they made it to the canoe. Barely. In the canoe, there's a walker that scares Oh my God, she scared a- me. He scared you, really? Oh. It was very Friday the 13th. Yeah. When they, in the first movie when- the, Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake in the canoe. <laughs> anyway, watch the movie. He falls into the water and you thought he was dead. Oh, my God. Well, at first I thought, all right, well, he's going to get out. And then he was underwater kind of a long time. And Rick had an expression on his face like, I don't know what to do. I, I can't help him. I can't go in there. And Rick kind of had a, a, a slight mourning face for a half a second. But there. at least he waited. Yeah. I think he might have jumped in. But then he saw the bubbles. That, that's when I'm like, oh, I think he's See, I knew they couldn't kill Aaron because I knew the episode was about Spencer and possibly Olivia. You saw the text I sent yeah. before the episode started. I thought Olivia was going to die also. 
but I knew it was about Spencer at least that they weren't going to kill Aaron with nobody around. Yeah. Underwater. You'd, you'd want to oh. make it more memorable. You know, memorable. So I figured he would get out of it, which he did. I was shocked though that he was like totally fine. He's like, I'm fine. And well, then got out. You're either totally fine or you're bitten. Those well, are your options. True. What do you do? I, oh, I scrape, I stub my I toe. <laughs> they make the canoe to the boat. So they're, they're on their way. Now we go to the sanctuary. Daryl's escaping. He ducks into a room because he hears a noise and it's somebody's apartment mm-hmm. and his clothing on the wall. He grabs the clothing. Now, did you know whose room it was? I thought maybe it was Dwight's, but I, I couldn't tell. Why do you think it was Dwight's? I just figured maybe Dwight had a little bit better living than just the regular people there. So I'll tell you why I'm, I know it was Dwight's room. Oh, you do? Yeah. A couple of reasons. So let's see. I got a tweet um, from Carolina Gallardo, at Carol Gallardo. <laughs> she said to our at walkers underscore talkers account, what was it that Daryl was looking at in that savior room after he escaped that he flipped over uh, before yeah. leaving. Do you know I rewound it and paused it, and I still don't know what that statue thing was? Okay, so I think what he was staring at is unrelated to what he flipped over, or it might be the same. Okay. It may have been a chess set. The first piece was a tank crashing into a building, and it was painted. The second piece was unpainted. Okay. But who on the show whittles? Morgan? No. No. Dwight. He does? Remember last remember season when... Daryl met them in the forest, and, yes. and he took all his stuff, and he goes, what are you whittling? Oh, yes. Give me that. Yes. And he took the whittling thing. Yes. Like, I'm just taking it. Like, yes. I'm taking I, your now stuff. Now I remember that. Okay. So, Dwight is the whittler. He's the whittler. So, that stuff belonged to Dwight. Okay. To Dwight's room. I was hoping he would see his leather vest and take that back, too. Yeah. Well, he did find some peanut butter. So, Dwight is wearing Daryl's leather jacket, and now Daryl is wearing Dwight's flannels. Yeah. So they're wearing each other's clothing. Mm. I mean, they're really the same person. It's kind of creepy. That's my theory. It was Dwight's room that Daryl coincidentally snuck into. It was kind of funny, though, because on Talking Dead, Norman Reedus hates peanut butter in real life. Does he? And he went, yeah, like, right. hard on the peanut butter in that in that room. With his fingers, <laughs> With yeah. With his fingers, a spoon. So maybe it was, like, cashew jar. butter or something. Yeah, I... he's like, I hate peanut butter. Now we cut back to Aaron and Rick. They're on the boat. They're finding a bunch of guns, no ammo. Mm. Conveniently, no ammo. And a note that says, congrats, with a middle finger pointing up, right? But you still lose. Mm-hmm. At that point, what did you think the note meant? I know that the guy must have died. They got the stuff, but he still thinks, good luck getting out of here. I thought the boat was booby-trapped. Like, mm, you got the stuff, I'm going to blow the boat up now. Uh, I didn't think that. Well, no, that's why I asked you I what you thought. I, that's I wasn't what I sure. Well, I how would he have like, blown the boat up? Well, like a booby trap, like, like when the door it. opened, it oh, okay. triggered a timer. Yeah. Come on now. You know how these <laughs> things work. But that, that didn't happen. So they get off the boat, and they're loading up the truck, and the two of them start talking about living under Negan. Yeah. And this is the life we have, and the title of the episode was Heart's, Heart's Still Beating. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a reference to Spencer, and his heart mm. was still beating when they cut his guts. Oh, okay. Oh. But that wasn't what it was. It was that the theme seemed to be, at least we're alive. Exactly. Uh, so he said, if your loved ones are alive, if their love, your loved ones' hearts are still beating, if you're still beating, you're here, at least we're alive. Mm-hmm. And Aaron was like, uh, look, we lived scot-free, carefree, before you know Rick showed up in La La Land, Alexandria. We've had it easy. He said, so now we have to live under Negan. And, and they both agreed they didn't like it, 
but they realize that's they what's going to keep them alive. Exactly. As they drive off, a new mystery is formed. There's boots. Yeah, weird boots with the design. It looked like it was like um, wire for laces. Yeah, I was going to say, it looked like something wrapped up this guy's ankle or something. It looked like he used like uh, electrical Coils. wire or yeah. coil to wrap up his boots. Yeah. I'm sure they did that so that we would recognize the boots oh, for course. the next time they of showed course. us the boots. Yes. Otherwise, you're like, oh, black boots. Is that the same black is boots? The, so ra- boots? rainbow boots. Rainbow boots. Who do we think that is? I think this is somebody we've never seen before. I thought it was Boatman, but then obviously Boatman would be dead. Or Boatman would have killed them because he was threatening them. Hey, if you come near my stuff, why wouldn't he be on his boat? Exactly. It's not Boatman. Hmm. And it's not a savior, necessarily. No. So did we talk about the Garbage Pail Kids on last week's podcast? You mentioned that the new group was coming. Okay. One of the YouTubers I follow, PT Channel, letter P, letter T, space channel, he specializes on his channel in showing photos from the set. Yes. And there's a whole new group of survivors. That are all in black. That he calls the Garbage Pail Kids because they're all in black and they live at an, um, a Junk- junkyard. Yeah. They mound up all the smashed up cars to protect themselves and they sort of live in the middle of it and they protect themselves with the junk yeah. from the walkers. It could be someone from that group, which is large and they have weapons. There would could be coil in the junkyard. And in the scene, the trailer for season seven, before we saw the premiere of season seven, when they were just showing scenes that didn't involve anyone in the lineup, so mm-hmm. you wouldn't see it. it was like Tara and and uh, Spencer scenes. Yeah, they showed two people in black walking. Mm-hmm. They're from that group. Yep. So I think maybe the guy in the boot is from this other group. Man, another group. Well, if they join the fight, if they join the fight, then we love them. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to the joining the fight thing. So uh, that's maybe they're from that group. Okay. All right. Now we see finally Michonne and the redheaded woman in the truck, and she's trying to get her to talk. She's asking her questions. And the redhead is not answering. She will not say anything. Michonne put the gun down on her lap. I thought she was going to shoot her in the leg. You know what? For a brief second, I thought she's going to shoot her in the arm or the leg. Now, if you shoot her in the right leg, that's your gas pedal leg, so that's a problem. <laughs> that's true. So, But I, I thought she was going to be like, oh, you're not going to answer me? How about now? And yeah. shoot her in the leg. She didn't do that. And then she sort of speaks to herself, Michonne, and she says, I'm not going to kill him today. I'm going to find a way that we win. I'm going to change how this ends for me. Yep. She wasn't really going to kill Negan. I think she wanted to see and scout out the area. This woman was supposed to take her to the saviors. Because everything is a mystery to Michonne. She doesn't know where they are, who these people are. She just kind of, when she got there at the top of the hill with the redhead, she kind of just was taking it all in. Well, what they saw when she says we're here, it looked like uh, a bunch of cars and a lot of people at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. But it was in the road, so it didn't look like it was buildings. No. It was just it was, a lot of saviors. It was a lot of people. A lot of people. And she says, is Negan there? And she says, yes. And then she says, we're all Negan. That whole thing. Yeah. She realizes that this is it for her because she sort of gives up. The redhead woman gives up and she says, there's a silencer in the back. Hide the truck in a lake. Like, protect yourself. Yeah. Bury the truck, hide the truck, and use the silencer on me so mm. that you don't get seen or caught or heard mm. or anything. Why couldn't she just get out of the truck and walk home? See, that's what I didn't get. I got. I thought, why didn't we just get out and go down the hill? I mean, unless she was convinced that Michonne was going to kill her either way. Yeah. It was like she had no choice. Like, this is the life I have. Mm-hmm. Well, just kill me. Yeah. Just kill me. Now, did you think she was going to kill her? Did you think Michonne would kill the no. red woman? No. When I saw, like, the silencer, like, the gun light go off, I was like, what? I didn't expect that, actually, to be honest. I had to watch that a couple of times because I couldn't tell. 
Yeah, because it, it was so far in the distance. But you could see almost like this burst of light, like when the gun went off. I bet you right now there are people who are hearing this podcast going, "Oh my god, I missed that." Yeah, it's because there. It, it wasn't close up. It, it was, was sort very of like far away, up the road. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Talking Dead when they referenced it that I went back and watched. Oh, she killed her. Yeah, I saw. Because all they did was turn the car around and drive away. I thought she was driving her away. Like I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to just drop. I'm going to let you drop me off. Yeah, I saw it go off. So I don't know why, unless. She was late, and she wouldn't be able to explain why she was late. But then, I, I we don't know what happened to her body. Well, we I never, guess they drove her into a lake. I'm, I'm, we guess, but we never saw for sure. And she couldn't keep the truck, because then they'd go out, would you get the truck? Yeah. Saviors. I mean, technically, you could say, I found the truck on the side of the road. Yeah. But the saviors are open up the uh, survivor's gates at Alexandria, so if they she rolls up with that, yeah, well, if she that, won't, up, that won't end well. That wouldn't end well. Uh, Maggie, Sasha, and Enid at the hilltop. Sasha brings in an apple pie. Uh, somebody baked it for her for saving them and said she should run for president of Hilltop. Hmm. Maggie asks about Jesus. Sasha lies. Yep. And says, oh, he went out this morning. So Sasha's trying to protect Maggie and not tell her that Jesus went on a on a, on a run to save Daryl. Because Maggie will feel she has to jump in and they want to keep her safe. Then when Maggie leaves, Enid tells Sasha, we need to fight and there are more of us than just us. A lot of people want to fight. It's not just you and me. Now, I don't know what Enid was alluding to other than maybe people at Hilltop are talking I thought also Enid was alluding to Sasha, I think, was kind of not even considering Enid part of that fight. Right. Like, Enid's like, there are more than just you. Like, hi, I'm over here, too. But then she said there's uh, there's more people. I think she meant herself and other people besides Maggie. I guess. But she was kind of dismissing Enid a little bit. It's hard to tell if the Hilltop are ready to fight because they're always hiding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you never see them anywhere. Never see them anywhere. Uh, They go back to the kingdom, and Richard is talking to... Carol and Morgan still, and they talked about the story about Ezekiel and how the saviors met Ezekiel in the forest, and he says, saw how capable he was, and Ezekiel made a deal in the forest right there, probably when that kid's father got killed. Yep. We'll we'll, we'll provide for you under the agreement you never set foot in the kingdom. Yep, no violence. Now, why they would allow this and agree to it, I don't know. Why would Negan agree to never go in the kingdom? He's never been to Hilltop either. No. But he, he loves going to Alexandria for some reason. I know. I mean, he went the first week to get the payment a couple of days early. Mm-hmm. He's already come back now a second time, yet he's never been in the kingdom or the hilltop. It wasn't. There's something about Rick's group that's intriguing. It's Rick. It's Rick. It's something about the way Rick took out all his men. It's not Gregory. No. No. <laughs> and plus, Simon went in there, and Simon probably was like, eh, there's not much to report. Right. Richard is trying to get Morgan and Carol on board to preemptively attack the saviors and to get Ezekiel on board with that with that thought. Yeah. His feeling is eventually the saviors are going to go back on their deal, mm-hmm. which would be stupid because if you kill them, you don't get the supplies. I don't think they'd ever go back on their deal. Maybe the deal not to set foot in the kingdom, but the, why would they go back on a deal? They're getting half. If you kill everybody at the kingdom, you get nothing. That's true. Like the governor would kill them all because that's what his deal was. Mm-hmm. He didn't want anyone that could take Woodbury from him. Yeah. He didn't want anybody too close. He didn't want them at the prison. But Negan wants you to work for him. Completely different philosophy. Mm-hmm. So in this, I think Richard's wrong. What, what do you think about that? Um, knowing Negan, though, I really feel like he could go back on his deal because he's getting supplies from Alexandria. He's getting supplies from the hilltop. So he might just be like, eh. Yeah, but he gets stuff from the kingdom. He does, but he's also getting stuff from two other places. Yeah, but is it ever enough? I don't know. And the kingdom's got a farm. They're, they're, they're growing stuff enough to give Carol all she wants. If they don't take back the deal, I mean, I think at the very least, I think they'll go back and I think they'll start to enter 
the kingdom. Yeah, well, look, it doesn't work because... Oh, so I, I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to jump ahead, too, because the show jumped around. I'm jumping right to the second okay. kingdom part, where Richard says, look, um, we're outnumbered, but if we get the element of surprise, we have a shot. And he says to Carol... I imagine that... Oh my that, God, this is the best. Yeah, I imagine that violence and fighting is something you haven't been a part of. <laughs> that, I actually laughed out loud. Now, I thought Morgan would say, well... But she immediately says, you're wrong. But at that moment, I thought, the way she's saying it, she's ready to fight again. Mm-hmm. Because she has to. She knows she has to. She doesn't want to, but she knows she... And she knows she's damn good at it. Right, so she says, you're wrong. Like, yeah, nice try, asshole. I yeah. kill a lot of people. Yeah, you don't even know And me. then Morgan says, you are very wrong. She's the most capable fighter in this room. Yep. So then Richard's like, it's, then it's time to fight. And then Carol says, no, I don't want anything to do with you. I just want to be left alone. Yep. I don't want your problems. I'm out. Leave me and my produce here. <laughs> and then Morgan says, look, and I only killed to save Carol. There's a peace now. Nobody's hurting anybody. We can build on that. Clearly, he doesn't know about... He doesn't know about uh, Abe and Glenn, right? No. He doesn't know about Olivia and Spencer. So he's saying there's a peace. No, there isn't. There's a peace at the kingdom. Yeah. I think that's all going to change when they find out. In fact, there was a there was a tweet during Talking Dead, which I loved. I, I wrote it down. At Peyton Official, friendly reminder that Carolyn Morgan don't know about Glenn and Abraham. Vengeance is coming. Yep. I think when they find out that Negan is not quite like he's a bully, but he's also a killer, and he's killed... I mean, Denise is gone. Denise. They, don't, they don't know about Denise. No. Carol no. was off at that yeah, point. Yeah, Carol's off. So they don't know about Dr. Denise. Carl, not Carl, uh, Glenn, Abraham, Olivia. Olivia, Spencer, that's five. And then Eugene's fate right now is unknown. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll address that. Oh, that's, I that's, feel that's, bad. I don't feel that bad. I don't feel that bad. Uh, we go to Alexandria. Rosita is holding a bullet, and Gabriel is asking who the bullet is for. She says, Negan. And Gabriel says, they'll kill you, you know. And Rosita says, he has to die. And he says, I agree, but do you have to die? And then she talks about everybody else and why she's worthless, basically. She's talking about how Rick has Carl and... And Daryl's strong and so-and-so. And basically, yeah, you're right. She's basically saying, and what do I have? I have, I have nothing to I offer. I have nothing to offer, so let, let it be me who kills him. And Father Gabriel says, I think she felt guilty that Abraham died. Mm-hmm. And he says to her, it shouldn't have been you. It shouldn't have been anyone. Yeah. We'll find the right time. Don't do this. We need you. Yes. We later learned it didn't work. She decided she was going to take matters into her own hands. Alexandria. Spencer's in his house. He sees it's been ransacked from when Rick was looking for the guns. Mm-hmm. Now he's even more mad at Rick. He's more mad at Rick. He cleans the place up in like a quick montage. It's all clean again. <laughs> a quick montage. He cleans himself up. He looks like a preppy douchebag. He's a preppy douchebag, like he's going on a date. Ugh. He's shaving, he's putting cologne on, whatever he's doing, product in his hair. And he grabs a bottle of liquor. Freaking Which he must have had hidden somewhere. Yeah. And he starts talking to the mirror. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. Like Negan's some guy you can reason with. Oh, I'm going to sweet talk this guy. And like you said, he wasn't there, so he wasn't in the lineup. He didn't see it happen. He doesn't have a freaking clue what this guy's capable of. Well, know. Well, now he does. This is well, all right out of the comics. But like right up to that moment. Yeah. Any again, anyone who read the comics knew this was happening. Yeah. Back to Richard in the woods. Yeah. What was that? So there's a sign that says no camping. Yeah. He knocks the sign down, and buried in the bushes and the shrubs is a camper. Yeah. Like an RV. And he goes in the RV, and it must have been his RV. Now, when he was with Carolyn Morgan, he talked about how he lost his wife. 
mm-hmm. and his family, and the kingdom took him in. He was hopeless. He almost lost his own life, and he doesn't want the kingdom to fall. He wants to protect it because these people saved him. Once he was in that camper for about a minute or so, I'm like, oh, I think this was his camper. Yeah, because he looked at the camper. bottles and he looked at the things. He started crying. Yeah. This was why he lives and this is why he fights because his family is dead. And that was their family. And that was his family's camper. Yeah. When he I picked mean, up he was the, crying. He picked up the bottle and looked at the bottle and like, threw it. my family drank out of this bottle or this was our milk or whatever it was. Aww. So yeah, pretty sad. Rosita sees Spencer walking down the street all like for his big date. She's like, you got a hot date? Yeah. <laughs> She's hey, where are you going? And uh, he says, I'm doing what my mom would have done. I'm going to go talk to Negan. I got to make this work. I'm going to try. Then asks Rosita, hey, uh, why did you start a relationship with me and then end it? Because when Abe dumped her, she went right to him. Oh, yeah. She's like, basically, to forget about shit. She's, yeah. like, I'm, she's like, I used you. Yeah, you're cute. You're nice sometimes. I used you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. The actor who plays Spencer. Austin Nichols. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> on Talking Dead, he said, he ad-libbed a line that said, well, you can use me anytime. But they cut that out. Uh, and that's something Spencer probably would have said. Probably. Instead, he asks her to go to dinner, and she says yes. Mm-hmm. Like, no strings attached, just, just just dinner. Just dinner. She's like, fine. That's when I knew his fate was sealed. Mm. You're not going to get Rosita. Things no aren't dinner go- for Nothing you. goes well in the apocalypse. You, you, yeah, okay. Back to the sanctuary. Daryl is running through the hallways, dodging people. He's sneaking by rooms. He's got the clothing on. He got his A shirt off. He's wearing Dwight's clothing. And there's a couple of long pipes in the hallway. Why not? Yeah. Of course, right? He makes it outside. He sees his motorcycle. He's got the key to his motorcycle because whoever is helping him had the key to the motorcycle. And like you said, he had to recognize the key because there were so many out there. Which is why he knew it was his motorcycle, right? Had to be. Fat Joe sees him and he's like, hey, what do you... And for a second, I'm like, okay, Daryl's trapped again. That's what I thought. Why doesn't Fat Joe yell for help? There must be saviors everywhere. Fat Joe starts begging for for Daryl not to kill him. And he's like, hey, man, I'm just like you. I'm just trying to get by. I'm just getting by. Daryl had a look in his eye. Daryl runs up to him with the pipe and Lucille's him. Yes! And oh, my God! Keeps, no, I mean... Not uh, just once. Right. And he is just boom, boom, boom. Jesus comes out from behind the truck. Jesus is and like, he's like, oh, Jesus. He had that look like Morgan when, when Rick... Yes! When Rick shot uh, the, the father. Pete. Pete, no, not... Yeah. Porch dick. Porch dick in the head. <laughs> he had that look like, oh. So Jesus, like, Daryl, like, to get his attention. And he's just still wailing on Fat Joey. At that point, did you think Jesus is the one that saved Daryl and helped him escape? No, because we had talked about this last week. Like, how would Jesus know the inner workings of the compound and which cell Daryl was in? And why wouldn't he just open the door? And I know. There is no way Jesus could have been the one to save but him. But where did he go? Because remember he was on top of the truck? I believe he went under the truck. He, but then he wasn't. I mean, he must have mixed in with the walkers and then followed the truck and then no one was paying attention. How did he know at that exact moment, though, Daryl was going to be out there? Is it just a see, coincidence? That's, that's, is this bullshit? I'm, that's what I have to, I, Look on my paper right here. Did look, you write call bullshit? Look, right there with asterisk. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling, calling bullshit for a couple of reasons. The timing was too perfect. The timing was perfect, right? And after he beats the crap out of Joe, Fat Joey... There's a gun on his belt. He takes the gun. Now, we didn't realize it at the time, but that is Rick's, Rick's python, yep. right? So you're telling me that somehow Jesus broke you out, had the key to your motorcycle, 
wrote you a note and had a matchstick and knew where you were hiding in the sanctuary where your cell was, snuck back out rather than open the door and have you go with him. So I don't believe Jesus... I don't think Jesus was the note writer. But how did Jesus know someone was going to break him out, that he should be outside waiting for him? So bullshit on that. Bullshit on the only guy, the only guy... Was Fat Joey. Is Fat Joey, who had the python that you want to give back to Rick. Yeah. And why didn't Fat Joey pull the gun out? Fat Joey got really... I think Daryl had an animalistic anger look in his eye. And I think Joey was like, oh shit, I better back up. obviously Fat Joey is not a killer. Fat Joey is that fat lob who gets by by being a brown noser. Yeah. And, you know, kiss an ass. He's obviously not one of the really mean no. saviors. So I call bullshit on the gun. If he had found the gun, if he broke into the locker of guns, but that's Rick's gun. Why would Negan give it to Fat Joey? Of all the people that get Rick's python. Unless when they just did that gun collection, it just was a gun in the pile and they could pick whatever they wanted. I would think Negan would want it. Maybe he didn't know it was Rick's, specifically. Yeah. All right. So back to Alexandria. Spencer is at Rick's house, and I think her name is Urod. Oh yeah, I couldn't quite get her name. The the blonde. The he's like, oh, don't be an asshole. Let right. him up. The black girl with the blonde hair that yeah. we see a lot later in the episode. Yeah. I think it was Urod because I thought it was Roz. But then he said Urod. We're going to go with Urod. Urod. If it's not Urod. Urod, tweet us. Tweet us and fine, don't go, you know, okay. So Urod says, like, you're not getting in. And Negan walks out on the porch and he's like, no, no, no. Come here. What do you want? That's what we see. And he's got the bottle of, the li- bottle of liquor and he's like, he's like picking up his date for the prom. He's like, is that for me? I would tell you I hate Spencer, but what does it matter now anyway? Rick returns, asks where Negan is, and the Savior says, he's in your house waiting for you. Oh, great. Now, I know what's going to happen to Spencer, so I know that there's no way he can just walk over to the house because nothing's happened yet. Yeah. So then the other savior says, first, let's see what's in the truck. What did you bring us? Oh, they were assholes. Right. You're not going up there yet. Yeah. What do you got in there? That's when they find the note, the loser note, <laughs> that says you, you you may have won, but you already you already lost whatever With loser. the middle finger. Right. And the guy says, is this a joke? You is put this, this for us? Really? So rather than Aaron saying, no, that was in the box, he's like, it's obvious it's not for you guys, whatever. And the guy's like, oh, it's obvious it's for us? And then they beat the shit out of Aaron. And he's like, it's not about the note. It's about your condescending at it. And they beat him up. Bad. They beat the crap out of him. And Rick has to watch because he can't uh, stop him. They what? made him watch. Right. Like when, when they were beating up Richard at the kingdom, they had to watch them beat up Richard because mm. they can't interfere. So Aaron got his ass kicked. And one more thing Rick has to like suffer through. Yeah. So that takes a while. So while Aaron's getting beaten up, the rest of the show is going on. And Negan's on the porch with Spencer sharing an alcoholic drink. And Negan's like, oh, this is great. Anything better than this would be playing a game of uh, game of pool. Shooting nine ball, eight ball, yeah. whatever, whatever he said. And, okay, I'm calling bullshit again. I'm calling bullshit. Spencer tells him there's a pool table in the garage right across the yeah. street. Okay. First of all, the pool table happens to be right across the street. Second of all, when the saviors were there last week and they raided the place and took everything, wouldn't they have seen the pool table? Yeah, but I think they would. it was probably too big to take back. But they would know there was a pool table there. But maybe Negan didn't. Someone would have said, hey, there's a pool table. You know the man likes pool. We also know he likes ping pong from his history, which... Yeah. We'll find out later on the show. I just found that weird because they combed every inch. Yeah. They took him on a tour. 
That's true. So well, maybe you didn't it... go in the garage. All right, I'm calling bullshit. You, Semi-bullshit? You want to call negative bullshit? I'm going to call semi-bullshit. So then we're, we're up to, so does that mean three-quarters bullshit? Three-quarters Or is bullshit. it one-and-a-half bullshit? <laughs> right, well, let's well, average it out at three-quarters bullshit. Okay. <laughs> so three-quarters bullshit. Negan, Negan says to Spencer, you may just be my new friend. <laughs> now, when he stood up, immediately I noticed he had a large knife on his belt. Instead of a gun, Negan had a knife on his belt. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I knew we'd be seeing that later. Spencer now is making his move. He wants to talk to Negan about Rick. They're shooting pool, and as they're shooting pool, everyone from the town sees them shooting pool. All the saviors come it over to watch. It was weird. They were all, like, watching it happen. Yeah. It was like, um, Rosita, Tobin. Tobin's back. Where's Tobin? Tobin, where have you been? He's been hilltopping it and My hiding. My God. Just because Carol left you, we haven't yeah. seen him Carol's anywhere. got a new man, Tobin. It's like the Alexandrians are still outsiders. They still don't get to hang with the cool kids. Yeah. But Tobin was there. Didn't really say much. But now everybody from We the, saw Eric, too. Eric, oh, yeah. Aaron was hugging Eric, who almost got shot. Where the hell has Eric been? Yeah. Aaron, he's your boyfriend, yet he's never around. Yeah. Now, granted, he's kind of meek, but I guess he's That's not the fighter. He's like skinny, scrawny, whenever he's not a fighter, so they hide him. Yeah. But you can't hide anymore. Like, train him to shoot a gun. Do something. Do something. So he, we see everybody. Like, oh, look at all these people that have been off for a few weeks. I haven't been working. Yeah. So they're all watching the, the pool match, and Spencer's talking about, you know, I know what you're trying to do, but Rick Grimes has a history of not working with others, and Negan keeps shooting pool. He's drinking his liquor. And Spencer says, you know, Rick wasn't the original leader here. My mom was. She was doing a really good job. Then Rick shows up. She dies. My father dies. My brother dies. Now, if you go back and look at it, if Rick and the gang hadn't shown up, the wolves would have killed them all. Mm, oh, my God. Without the, a the doubt. The 30,000 walkers in the quarry would have eventually knocked the walls down and mm-hmm. killed them. The saviors would eventually have shown up. They would have been all dead. They didn't know how to use guns or fight or anything. Now, listen. Most of them are dead. The whole Monroe family is now dead. Jesse's whole family is dead. The, uh, it's all Sam's fault. It's all Sam's yeah. fault. <laughs> Let's assign blame when we're done with this, with this review. Because there's a lot of blame. Okay. Okay? Because these... The, the survivors, our friends, the stars of the show, aren't learning valuable lessons. Okay. They're very smart, keep making the same stupid mistakes. Negan says to Spencer, what are you proposing? And Spencer says, I can be the leader you need. So Negan says, so I should put you in charge? And he says, you'd be much better off. Aaron, still getting beaten up as all this is going on. Finally, they stop beating him up. And Rick says to him, are you okay? And he says, my heart's still beating. Another reference to the episode. Yeah. That Aaron boy, he's an optimist. Oh. <laughs> So they start walking with Aaron limping and Rick holding him yeah. towards whatever's going on. Negan says, I'm thinking, Rick hates my guts, but he's out there gathering shit to make sure I don't hurt any of the fine people here. He's swallowing his hate and getting shit done. I love that line. Right, because he's pointing out that even though Rick wants to kill me, he hates me. He's still doing He's, he's a leader. He's doing what he has to, and he's not being petty. That takes guts. He that, read right through Spencer. As soon as he says that takes guts, I'm like, yep. <laughs> Here it is. And then there's you, the guy who waited for Rick to be gone so he could get me to do his dirty work so he could take Rick's place. So I got to ask, why not just kill Rick yourself and just take over? This is all straight out of the comics. Yeah. Spencer is like, ahamina, ahamina, ahamina. Yeah, he didn't know what to do. I, 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 I just want to be your buddy. You know, he just figured he'd, he'd appoint him and go, yeah, all right, Rick's not in charge anymore. Yeah, what did he think? Negan was just going to go, yeah, sure. Right. Why not? Negan says, you know what I'm thinking? Because I have a guess. 
it's because you got no guts. And then he stabs him right in the gut with that giant serrated knife. That scene was so disgusting. And he slices him open. I had to turn away. Now, I showed you the picture from the comic book. It was much grosser in the comic. He sort of like goes across and rips him apart mm. in the comic. And his guts spill out, and he's holding his own his own intestine. Oh, my God. It's kind of gross. Kind of? Yeah. That's I couldn't even look. This is the funny line out of the comics. Negan says, Oh, yeah. You did have guts. They were inside it, you the whole, the whole time. time. <laughs> I've never been so wrong in my whole life. Meanwhile, he's got, like, blood all over his face on his hand, and he's just... Ugh. At that moment, he reminded me of uh, Christian Bale in um, American Psycho. Oh, my God. He's... That he was just, like, weirdly cocky. And just like reveling in it, like it was normal. Nothing phased him. Nothing phased him. That's what it reminded me of, the Christian Bale in in that movie. He then says to somebody, clean this mess up. And everybody's got their hands, like their arms folded. That made me really nervous because no one stepped up. And I'm surprised no one stepped up and ran up and helped clean it. Well, that's because Spencer was dead. He would have. And so I'm going to call bullshit again in a second. He says, all right, nobody moves, right? And he says, anyone want to finish the game? Come on, I was winning. Like nothing happened. Like, who's going to go, yeah, I'll play you. I'll be the next sucker up. Yeah, right. Who who might say the wrong thing. That's when Rosita has had enough. She pulls the gun out. She is so dumb. She pulls the gun out and fires it. We go to commercial, come back. Rick hears the gunshot. He starts, you know, running with Aaron. Yep. It turns out she hit Lucille with the bullet. It got lodged right in there. Right in the top. I want to point out that my authentic Lucille bat does not have a bullet in it, and now it's no longer authentic. So I may, have to, I may have to shoot my uh, shoot, shoot it. Shoot I'm a good Lucille. shot. I could shoot it for you. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> the the female savior Urad tackles Rosita. Urad. I guess that's what her name is, Urad, uh, and puts a knife to her throat. Negan examines the shell casing and says, "This bullet is homemade." How do you know that so fast? See, that's my problem. Bullshit. I'm calling. Semi bullshit. No, full bullshit. Full he, bullshit. Here's why. He held the casing in his hand, not the bullet. Yeah. So how would he know? All because right. I, I do. I want to go on a record here. I do not want long emails explaining to me how bullets work. I'm only going to say, if you want to tweet me, 140 characters, that's fine. At walkers underscore talkers. There are striations, grooves in the bullet that when they say check ballistics on a bullet, when the bullet comes out of a gun, the inside of the tube part of the gun puts markings on the bullet. If he had seen the bullet, he might know the bullet is homemade. Looking at the shell casing, which wasn't homemade, he knew that it was a homemade... Now, if if Eugene had used the shell casing as a mold and made more shell casings, then Rosita would have more bullets. Yeah. So it's clear that's the one shell casing, and they made a bullet for the one and shell casing. And that was a real shell casing. What would cause him to even pick up the shell casing? Why would you bother? Uh, maybe because, I don't know, He sh- she shot Lucille, and then she, she was just picking it up. Nah, nah it's bullshit. I'm calling, I'm calling plot hole. I'm calling poor writing in that scene. Why would you pick it up? So... He wants to know who made the bullet, and Rosita says it was her. Twice. And he, she, he says, you didn't make this bullet. Who made the bullet? And she says, it was me. And he says, why? He goes, my beautiful Lucille doesn't have, isn't smooth anymore. Why should you stay smooth? Oh, God. Uraz is going to cut your face up unless you tell me the truth. Yeah. And she says, it was me. I made the bullet. And she starts slicing her face. Ooh. He gives her one more chance, and she says, it was me. And he says, you're going to lie to me now? Now you're going to lie to me? You you know you can't lie to him. You know he's got rules. Mm-hmm. Again, the same way he didn't kill Daryl, because he didn't, like, Daryl was important to the story, and when Daryl punched him in the face, 
He didn't kill Daryl. Mm-hmm. What did he do? He killed Glenn. Yeah. So that Daryl would live with that. Plus, he liked Daryl. He thought he could shape him. He thought he was useful. Yeah. He thinks Rosita's badass. Yeah. And she's hot. So as he's walking away, he doesn't care. He says, ooh, I'll kill somebody as payment for her lying. Yep. So did you know who, he, who she might kill at that second? Honestly, I was so stunned when that happened. I had no, I did not see that coming. Did you think she was going to shoot Rosita or no because he would have already killed her? I thought for a brief second he was, she was going to shoot Rosita. Um, and then I thought, no, they're not going to get rid of her. And then, boom, it happened. And I, I did not see that coming. I thought maybe Tobin. Mm. Because we had seen him again. I told you I thought Olivia was dying. Yeah. Somehow. So she immediately spins, turns, and shoots Olivia. Right in the face. But here's the thing. She knew where Olivia was on the porch. Like, she had scoped out the area. She was like, boom. She, she didn't barely even looked. think about it. No. She's like, oh, the, the, that woman's behind me. I'm going to shoot her. Yeah. What if she had moved? Mm-hmm. And did she know not to shoot Carl? Because you know Negan probably said, don't touch Carl. I think it was almost like an unwritten rule, like, leave Carl's mo- Don't touch Carl. So did Rosita get saved because she's badass and hot? Yeah, I think so. And also to teach a lesson, like when uh, Daryl punched Negan, Glenn got it. Rosita right. disobeyed, and so Olivia now, got it. Refresh me if I'm wrong, Jamie, and if you don't remember this, and if, if our listeners want to tweet at us, when Olivia was messing up the gun count, when they were um, inventorying the guns, when they first had the saviors come to Alexandria, was Uraz or Urad, whatever her name is, was she involved in being pissed off at Olivia? She's the one appointed the gun count was off. Yeah. That's right. So she had a problem with Olivia. To begin with. So this all goes back to that gun count being Ugh. off, which was Spencer's fault. Yeah, because he was hiding two of them. Everything's Spencer's fault. Which is why ultimately Olivia got killed in this episode, because of Spencer. Yeah, and a few episodes back, Rick said to Spencer, they're going to kill Olivia. Yep. Foreshadow. Now... Whose fault was all this? Carl's. Because... Oh. Now, you'd think Carl would have learned a lesson. When they came to Alexandria the first time, he pulled a gun on the guy in the in the, oh in the pharmacy. And he said, okay, because of that, we're taking all the guns. Daryl is the reason Glenn is dead. Yes. Right? Things have consequences. Stop pissing the guy off. So Carl shot those two guys, right, who were dead. Yep. The punishment, ultimately, was that he brought Carl back to Alexandria... And Spencer got killed, and Olivia got killed. Yep, and it's Rosita's ultima- face got cut up. It's ultimately Carl's fault, because Negan wouldn't have been there that day. Exactly. Negan wasn't supposed to be there. Right, so Rosita wouldn't have shot at him. So again, Carl, stop it. He's the reason Dwight died. Not Dwight, Dale. Yes, he is the reason Dale yeah. died. Because he didn't kill the zombie in the in the lake. Yeah, and so the walker was like, got himself loose and was on, on the prowl and killed Dale. He's also Carl... The reason, ultimately, why most of the farm people died, because he shot Shane, and that gunshot... Oh, my God. ...brought, brought the walker herd. Yes. So, Carl... Carl's the worst. Carl's the worst. I hate you, Carl. <laughs> Carl. Right now, I hope people are listening going, yeah, fuck Carl. <laughs> fuck <laughs> Carl. He, everyone's dying because of Carl. How long before Enid dies because of Carl? Ooh. Enid's a tough chick, though. She's yeah. like a Maggie. I think she's going to hang on a while. Unless Carl locks her in another right. closet. Okay, so now we've got <laughs> Olivia dead, uh, Spencer on the ground, blood everywhere. Yeah. Rick finally gets his ass to the street, and he runs up to him, and he says, we had an agreement. And Negan says to him, how about a thank you? He says to Rick, Carl jumped in one of my trucks, came to my home, 
shot two of my men with a machine gun. Did he say machine gun? Yeah. Right, he said machine gun. Negan called it a machine gun, so I'm referencing it as a machine gun. I know it's not a machine gun. I don't really care if I'm right or wrong on the thing. I'm only referencing that Negan called it a machine gun. Yeah. It's not really the basis of the episode that what kind of gun it was. So he says, he shot my men with a machine gun, and I made him spaghetti. I brought him home I safely. I brought him home and made him spaghetti. And I fed him spaghetti. <laughs> and, you know, and I did you a favor, Rick. I took Spencer out for you. And then, then this girl tries to, Rosita, mm-hmm. tries to kill me. She shot Lucille. I gave you one less mouth to feed. And then, of course, he gets one less jab in it. Your um, friend Olivia. And by, Mahoney. And Mahoney. And by looking at her, that mouth did some major damage. I'm sorry. Is it bad that I laughed at it's a funny line. It was funny. I feel bad that she died, but it was a funny line. Now, in the comic, I don't think Olivia dies there. But in the comic, correct me if I'm wrong, comic book readers, Rick and Negan fight. Hmm. They have a fist fight. They go at it. And uh, that didn't happen here. Do you think it's going to happen in the show? I think eventually it's going to happen. They're going to have like, just a throwdown, like fist, fist I think out. it has to when he feels he can get away with it. Mm-hmm. When I feel like Negan says, take a free shot, no penalty. Yeah. That it might happen. But I think he's still worried. So Rick says, look, your stuff's at the gate. Just go. And Negan says, I will as soon as I find out who made the bullet. Now he's still back to that. Oh, God. When he said that, I thought, oh, shit, here we go. Because I thought they were going to get off on that, but no. So Tara confesses that she made the bullet. And then they they look like they're going to do something to Tara. And then Eugene, you hear Eugene mumble that he did it. He finally confesses. He's crying saying he did it. Now, Eugene is the guy who lied that he had a cure for the zombie apocalypse to get people to protect him. Yeah. Along the whole way, he's had people protect him. This is, this is, he stood up now and said, all right, if you're going to kill somebody, it was me, I made the bullet. Yeah. Now, Negan tells Rick he's taken Eugene. But first he asks Lucille for strength. When he asked, oh my God. When he asked Lucille for strength, which was kind of weird, did you think he was going to club Eugene? Yes, absolutely. When he said that, I thought, oh shit, here we go. He's going to do it right now. Didn't you think that? I didn't. For like a brief second, no. I, I didn't because it's another one of those things where he now realizes that the kid, that Eugene is talented and that he has a skill and so he needs him. What is he saying? Like, you, uh, Lucille, give me strength not to kill this right. guy? Right. All right. The same reason he didn't kill Daryl. He felt Daryl was useful to him. So he thinks because Eugene has a certain set of skills right. that they right. need to hold on to him. Right. So you think they're going to bring him back to the sanctuary? Well, they right do. Now? They bring him back to the sanctuary. They said, I'm taking him with me. But here's the sad part. If he only wanted to know who made the bullets so they could, he could use them, first of all, to take him out of there so they couldn't make more bullets for Rick, but also to make bullets for the sanctuary. Yeah. That means by Rosita lying, Olivia died for no reason. That's true. Because if Rosita said Eugene, then they would have taken Eugene. And not killed him and not killed Olivia. Mm-hmm. But because uh, Rosita lied, and as Negan says, there are rules. Right. Olivia is dead. And why? Because he shut, shut that, that shit, shit down. down. <laughs> Can we get t-shirts that say that? Uh, you know what? We, prob- we probably should. <laughs> we probably should. So as he's leaving, another great line, Negan looks over at Rick and he says, oh, I'm taking Eugene, and no matter how much you brought, it's oh. not enough. You're still in the hole. You Basically, still he's in so much debt to right. him that nothing can recover. Right. He can't recover. Because they tried to kill him. Even though you just killed two people. Why is Rick in more debt? You just killed two people. Exactly. It's like they killed Denise. That should have been the one kill. Yeah. 
You killed Denise. Yep. Move on. But no, then you killed Abraham. Then you killed Glenn. Now you killed three people instead of one. Yeah. I get it. They killed 50 of your men. I get it. Whatever. And any, again, any, save your redheads. You're dead. You're dead and you're crazy. Red, redheads are dying left and right. And blondes are not safe. Not safe, but not like redheads. No, yeah. The redhead, oh, by the way, speaking of redheads, the actress who played the redhead in uh, Same Boat when they capture uh, Carol and Maggie. In Paula? That, Paula, right, Paula. I'm watching the Hallmark Channel with my kids no. this weekend, and she's in a Christmas movie. And my daughter says, my oldest daughter says, I hate that redhead woman. She's in every Christmas movie. She's a terrible actress. <laughs> I want her to die in just one movie. Oh, my God. So I, I, I have that episode on my DVR. Did you pull it up? I made her watch the episode where that actress dies. And she's like, yes! Is, yes! That is great. <laughs> because she's got, like, a nasally thing. Oh, she's so annoying. She's like, oh, look at Carol, you little mouse. <laughs> she speaks that way in the holiday movies. Oh, God. She speaks like that there, too. And she has shorter hair than the one I watched. Oh. On, and by the way, I didn't watch the whole thing. Not a good look. But I watched part of it, and I had to get out of there. But she called me and said, I, I hate this woman. And I said, oh, my God, she was on The Walking that Dead. She was Paula. It's funny. So he says to Rick, oh, and by the way, your kitchen's a mess. And then he walks away smiling. And we find out why Rick ultimately was crying was over Olivia. Over Olivia and the whole situation. Yeah. It went, it went bad very quickly. And then what do we hear? Oh, my God. Spencer turned. He was fresh, though. He was, he was fresh. fresh. He was fresh. He was fresh. <laughs> and, of course, you know, Rick killed him, so... I Killed think him again. Rick kind of liked it. He did. I bet he did. Because Spencer was a dick. Uh, Rick is now, we come back after commercial, Rick's sitting in the Alexandria cell that Morgan built. And he has that sign on the floor that says, even if you win, you still lose. He kept the sign. Why? I think he just is has so much guilt with Aaron. Maybe. Or maybe he feels like well, you're a loser. A, and like, like he was helpless. He had to watch it. and I think that phrase sums it up. Like, even if you win, you're still going to lose. Gonna, yeah. Still going to lose. Michonne walks in and doesn't really give a lot of detail where she was, other than I needed to go my own way. Yeah, she was pretty vague. And, yeah, and I saw more of them. There's more saviors than we thought. There's just there's just a crazy amount. We're out, totally outnumbered, basically. But she says, we're alive, we've been through so much, and we're still here. We're going to keep standing. What are we going to do? We're the ones who get things done. We're the ones who live. You said that, Rick. That's why we have to fight. She gave some speech. I'll yep. give it to her. Not for us, for Carl, for, for Judy, Judith. Alexandria, the Hilltop. We could find a way. Only if we do this. She's pumped. Again, it's the women on the show. They want to throw down. It's They're Rosita, ready. Sasha, Maggie, Enid. Yep. Michonne. They're the ones saying we, and the guys are all like, I just what we got to do. Yeah, the guys are like rolling over and dying. I guess they're more optimistic, and the, and the men are looking at it like we're outnumbered. Yeah. They're looking at it from a strategic standpoint. The mm-hmm. women are like, we got to do it. we got to find yeah. a way. Rick says, here comes another line. I, I got it in bold right there. <laughs> I got it in bold. Rick says, yeah, I know that now. Like, yes! <laughs> he says, I know that now. And they kiss. They but, made out. But Rick. If, ow, ow. They did. But Rick is like, I'm on board. Yeah. I get it now. Finally. We got to do this. Yeah. Like Father Gabriel told him, I have faith in you. We'll yep, find a we're way. we're going to do this. Back to the hilltop. Maggie's by his grave again. It must be her ritual. Sit at the grave, climb the wall. Because she's she's gonna, on I, the wall a lot. She climbs, she climbs the I'm thinking, if you're hiding from Negan, why are you climbing the wall? Yeah, exactly. She's supposed to be dead. Now, she has a hat on. But here's another thing, again, I don't understand why they did this. Maggie cut her hair before the episode where Glenn gets killed. Yes. Okay? 
So Negan knows what she looks like as the short-haired girl from the lineup that he now thinks is dead. Yeah. If she cut her hair after that, she would look different, and he might not recognize her. Maybe that, that, I mean, the hat helps a little bit. But as a writer of the show, wouldn't it be better if she had long hair at the lineup? Yes. And then cut the hair so you look dramatically different. Agreed. Maybe go blonde, not redhead. Mm. But now she looks the same, and she has the hat on. But if I, if, if you're, like, why don't you duck down? Like, stay down by the fence. Yeah, I've, being prego, I wouldn't, with a white shirt, let's, uh... Right, but you, and Negan can show up at any moment. Call more he attention already, to me. And she doesn't know that Father Gabriel faked her death, though. That That's may be That's true. It. She does not she know that. She doesn't know they think, right. And nobody's bothered to go to the hilltop. No one's told her. They've been a little busy, but no one's <laughs> gone up there and said, hey, by the way, we told Negan you're dead, so hide. Yeah. Like, super hide. I know they hit her the last time. Because they don't want to know she's there. Yeah. But now they think she's dead. She's just a double hide. Yeah, double hide. So she climbs up on the fence, and she yells for Sasha. And they open the gates up, and it's Rick, Michonne, Carl, Tara, the whole gang. All the feels. Enid, all the oh feels. Oh, my God. And Rick says to Maggie, you were right. You told us to get ready. I couldn't listen, but now I can. I get it now. So just when you think that's enough, Daryl and Jesus come out from around the corner. More feels. More feels. I have to imagine that Maggie knows they're there because they were already there. Mm-hmm. Or did they sneak in and Maggie hasn't seen them yet? I think I don't think she knew they were there. Because if she did know they were there, I want the Daryl-Maggie scene. Yeah. I want the scene where Maggie where Daryl says, I'm sorry, and Maggie says, I don't blame you. Yeah, I, I don't think she knew they were there. We need to see that scene. Yeah. Because you already gypped us after Glenn and Abraham were killed. We didn't see them get back to Alexandria. It was three days later. We didn't see them tell anyone at Alexandria. We didn't see the Maggie and Sasha show up to Hilltop. Nope. It already happened. I want to see Daryl and Maggie talk. They need to have a talk. They need to have the talk. They need to have the uh, Carol, I killed your girlfriend, um, Tyrese, conversation. Yeah. Oh, Please forgive me. Oh, yeah. Because it is Daryl's fault. Now, on Talking Dead, Norman Reedus says that's Daryl's biggest worry. Of course. That Maggie is mad at him or blames him. Yeah. Because, and he goes, even on the, uh, the fin- after the, the uh, premiere episode on Talking Dead, Jeffrey Dean Morgan says, yeah, it was Daryl's fault. I still blame Rosita. You go with my theory. Uh, yeah, I if do. If Rosita had looked at the if damn bat. If she looked at the damn bat. Yeah, just look at the damn bat. If she just looked, that would have been it. The he would have walked guy, away. The guy dumped you. Now, I understand it's the brains of your ex-boyfriend, but look at the bat. Yeah. Man tells you, look at the bat, look at the bat. He just bashed in everyone's brains. Just look at it. Okay. So Daryl and Rick hug. Oh my God! Can I just talk about this? I were was you jealous of bawling. Rick? You were bawling because you wanted to hug Daryl. Well, not only that, but it was because they're like best friends. And Daryl almost was crying. He almost he was, was crying. crying. Like, Man, I'm so happy to see you. He was crying, and I just thought that was like such an awesome, beautiful okay. scene. Then Rosita and Sasha look over each other Awkward. and give the, but they gave the nod like, "Bitch, we're gonna do this." <laughs> Like, like we're good, we're good. We're good, bitch. We got because we got to go get Negan. <laughs> Whatever it is, we're in this together. Oh like, my god, no, no problem here. Yeah, I understood. Yeah, love that. Uh, Daryl gives Rick back his 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 gun. That was Python, awesome. which was great. And it's like kinda, Rick Grimes is back. Rick Grimes is back. Speaking of which, there was a great line on Talking Dead. I want to get it here. It was after the in memoriam, and it said. Looks like Spencer lost his guts, but Rick found his. Watch out, Negan, the sheriff's back in town. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Scenes from the from the next episode. Well, it was at this point it was scenes for the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, Rick addresses the hilltop and the kingdom and Ezekiel about joining forces. So, woo, the kingdom. 
Save, yeah, so the survivors, the hilltop, and the kingdom joining forces. Uh, it comes back February uh, 12th. February 12th, that's right. Uh, next year. Already I'm like, it's too far away. I know, I don't like this. And then after, the, after it says returns in February, there's a split second after the final scene, after the credit, where they show a spiked walker behind Rick. Mm-hmm. And like spikes coming out of it, walking up behind him. I don't know what that was. That was weird. Maybe it was a sanctuary walker. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, and then the bonus scene. Now, Danielle from Elvis Duran, the morning show. Or, by the way, I'm Dave Brody from Elvis Duran, the morning show. If you haven't figured that out, and this is Jamie from Line FM. <laughs> we didn't do the intros at the beginning. Yeah. Danielle, who I work with, watched it last night, and her DVR cut off at the end and didn't see the bonus scene. Do you know mine did too, but then when I recorded Talking Dead, when I hit play, it like brought me back to the bonus well, scene. Well, shout out, not a sponsor, to my DirecTV. It always tapes an extra minute. I set mine for like a couple extra minutes. I don't know what happened, but I did see it. So the bonus scene is Gabriel on the wall at night in Alexandria. It's like, all peaceful. Doing a lookout. Right. And we see Bootman. Bootman again from the lake with his rainbow cables around his ankles. He's back. He's looking at Gabriel with binoculars. He's, he's being a creeper. He's stalking them. He's checking it out. He's he's the guy. Now, if he's part of a group, he seems to be the guy, the lookout, unless they all wear the same boots. Maybe he's the garbage pail kid. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or they all wear those boots. Maybe yeah. that's their thing. Yeah. Like, that's their gang colors. They wear colors around their... But we, Kirkman, Robert Kirkman, created the show, created the comics on Talking Dead, said that he implied that's the same guy. Yeah, well, I figured. But he, won't, of course, won't say who it is. Of course. So, I'm excited. And then uh, Talking Dead came on. You know Negan at some point has to find out about Maggie and Daryl, right? Oof. Yeah. when he gets back, he's going to be looking for Daryl. Yeah. And he's got Eugene now, but where is Daryl? So, do you think if Negan finds out it was Dwight or Sherry, they're just done for immediately? I think they would have to escape again. Again, comic book fans have some idea what happens to Eugene and Dwight and Sherry. So I don't want to say because it's probably probably similar. Okay. So if you want to tweet me and I'll tweet you back privately, that's fine. Uh, and tell you sort of what I know from the comics. But I'm going to tweet you then. (laughs) Yeah, you do that. Talking Dead, we had uh, Robert Kirkman, Norman Reedus, and Austin Nichols. Chris Hardwick had a great line at the beginning. He oh, said, my God. He said, this <laughs> is every kind of white guy you can get. Because <laughs> you had the middle-aged guy, the oh hot guy, God. the really hot guy, Bad but ass. grubby, yeah. and Chris Hardwick, the nerd. I was, like, crying laughing. Norman Reedus, did you see it? They all were just dying laughing. It was a great I line. I thought that was one of the best lines I've ever heard. Yeah, that was great. Every type of white guy you could imagine. Robert Kirkman says Morgan and Carol will probably ultimately end up fighting for you know in the war, which we can't come on. We knew. Yeah, we knew that they want to be peaceful, but although, we knew the although badass fight. Carol did tell Morgan uh, in one of the scenes when he was leaving, if you see anybody we know, tell him I left. Like she doesn't even want them finding her. Jeez, Carol. Yeah, Carol. People need you. you we, we need more Carol's cookies. Come on. You can't live in your little your little bungalow, your little cottage, and and think that the world is safe and that you know. With your produce. If Ezekiel and the kingdom go to war, you're just gonna sit back and yeah, have your friends sit there in the house. That's why Richard said blood's gonna be on your hands. Yep. Because they asked that to Kirkman, they said is blood gonna be on their hands. He's like, ah, I'm pretty sure they're gonna fight. Norman Reedus said Daryl's character is ready to kill, but uh, we talked about this. His biggest fear is that Maggie will forgive him. They put up a would you rather. Who would you rather do, Negan or Daryl? Daryl. Well, I know your answer is Daryl. The poll was 91% Daryl, 9% Negan. 9%? 9% would rather do Negan. I would do both, but... I know you is would. Is that an option? Do I say both? Not, not an option. Damn. I'm pretty sure Negan, Negan has one rule. You can't cheat on him. Right. Now, I guess you could do Daryl first, what and if then I go did, to Negan. Yeah, what if yeah. I did Daryl first? I think that'd then... be fine. 
Because he already took a girl from Dwight, and Dwight and Daryl are like the same person. Yeah, so take a, okay, so you'd be you'd be the next Sherry. Yeah. That's fine. Anne Mahoney was on Talking Dead, your girl who Anne follows Mahoney. you on, on Twitter. Shout out to Anne Mahoney. She said she knew when Scott Gimple called her in the morning a few months ago that uh, she knew she was dead. Oh. So why else would the head writer call me unless I'm dead? Yeah. But he promised me it would be quick and painless and, and the character wouldn't suffer. Oh. They didn't show her turn, though, I guess because the bullet went in her head. Oh, yeah, it went right in her head, so she so would automatically right. wouldn't have turned. I would like to have seen zombie Olivia because you know she's going to eat a lot. Oh. According to Negan, not me. That wasn't a... Oh. According to Negan. Too soon. All right, too soon. <laughs> um, did you immediately go to shopthewalkingdead.com? No. Chris I, Hart- I saw all this stuff, though. So, uh, so you can get a Lucille replica, but I think it's plastic. You know what? I was looking that up, but side note, if you want a real-looking Lucille, I did a lot of research on Etsy. Right. They have some really great ones. Well, that means somebody handmade them. They handmade them. Right. No, it was like a wooden bat. But it's the ones on Talking Dead or Walking Dead are plastic. Right. Mine is is wood. Yeah. The one that you're in the pictures on. Yeah. Our Instagram walkers underscore talkers. It's the real bat. But you can also buy a, um, a Lucille necklace, which is kind of weird. But it was a little gold Lucille charm on a necklace. Yeah. Which for, is for Christmas. Do you know what I'm getting? I'm gonna have to put it on our Instagram. I'm getting a handmade Walking Dead dress. What does that mean? It means it's a dress. I understand that, that. And the pattern is from the comic books, all the walkers. No. Yeah, I'm that's so pretty, excited. That's I pretty cool. I cannot even tell you. So right. once it once I get it and it's up, I'll put, I'll put up photos. Okay. Super right. excited. So let's talk about the scene at the end of Talking Dead that they showed for the premiere episode when we come back in February. February 12th. Yes. 2017. Rick planning the attack. Jesus has a long-range walkie-talkie, and he says, we can use this to listen to... To the Savior. The Savior, so we know what they're doing. And he says, you don't have to go back to uh, Alexandria because we have this walkie-talkie. If they're going to go, we'll know they're going to go, and you guys can run back. Yep. But there's no reason for me to run back. Stay at the hilltop. And then Rick says, you know, he says, we need more people. We need another group. He says, well, and then I think Michonne said, well, if we don't go back to Alexandria, what are we going to do here? And Jesus is like, I think it's time for you to meet Ezekiel. King, King Ezekiel. Ezekiel. <laughs> I got pumped again. We needed this episode. Oh, totally. Again, I'm ready. I'm I, said, ready. I said this earlier after the bottle episodes and the the total oppression of Negan, the depressed feeling every week. Look. There's hope now. In any villain type thing, look, you needed to see Darth Vader blow up Alderaan and blow up a planet in Star Wars and 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 torture people and be and kill Obi-Wan Kenobi. Spoiler! <laughs> 1977. <laughs> so that ultimately, when he gets it, spoiler, 1983. <laughs> that you would, that you, like, you're, yeah! Yeah! Right? You need the shark in Jaws, 1975, <laughs> to kill a lot of people, so that when they get him, it's like, yeah, they got the you shark. cheer him. Right. Cheer it on. Again, if you haven't seen Jaws at this point, figure it Seriously, out, people. people. In the sequel, it's a different shark. He blows up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I once got in trouble because um, King Kong had just come out. <laughs> the one with Jack Black. Yeah. It was terrible. I didn't even And I said that. something to a coworker, and I said something about, I wonder how he dies this time. Because in the original one, he falls off the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. In the second one, he climbs the World Trade Towers in 1976. Spoiler! <laughs> and he falls off those. The line, "'Twas Beauty Killed the Beast," is from King Kong. The first movie was made in the 40s, or 30s, maybe? Yeah. Old, 30s? yeah. Yeah. Bay Ray. 
That's the whole thing. Beauty kills the beast. He falls in love with the blonde, and then he ends up dying. Yeah. So I said, I wonder we die. And they're like, you ruined the movie for me. You died, and now he dies. And the other, oh, it's like the fourth my remake. God. <laughs> King Kong dies in all the movies. Now there's a new one now. I don't know if it's there the is? same pl- Kong is coming out. I don't know. By the way, Walkers and Talkers not turned into a movie review. Yeah, <laughs> Kong. I, I don't. Seventies movie review. So look, if Kong comes to New York, right? Which I, it's not. It's not the same plot because the last one, King Kong, came to New York. This is either a different Kong or a reboot. I don't I don't care enough. Don't tweet me. I don't care. I'll look it up. But if Kong comes to New York to climb a tall building, he's probably going to die. Yeah. There's not... Right. So, but if he doesn't, and it's a different thing and whatever, maybe he doesn't die. Maybe he gets the girl that's on the fifth remake. Right. Right. The Titanic <laughs> sinks at the end. That's like, someone's like, don't ruin the movie. It's, a, it's history. It's history, people. Right. Now, look, that's why I didn't ruin Spencer getting his guts kicked kick, No, you didn't. You were very good about even that. Even though, you know, that's what happens in the comics. As far as Eugene and all your other questions, if you guys really want to know, you can go to the, Walk, the Walking Dead wiki and look up any character you want and see at least what happens in the comics if you want to cheat. Or you can just read the comics. They're, they're amazing. Read the comics. All right. I think we're at the really long... I think this is a super long one. I'm going to... Don't worry. I'll edit it. Okay. I'll, it'd be like five minutes by the time that I'm done. No, no. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, this is our... Next to last podcast. Yes. Before the break. Even though there's no show, next week we'll talk about anything we may have heard, read, or seen on YouTube, on all the websites we read, and we'll do a quick recap, and then we're gone. I don't know what we're going to do in January when there's no show. Maybe we'll talk about Homeland or some other show to, to when fill When is the... Preacher coming back? I don't know. Yeah. Has, I think maybe in the summer. Hmm. And Badlands, I don't watch Badlands. I'm not going to do it. And Fear the Walking Dead is summer also. The Bachelor's on in January. Any no. interest? <laughs> Bachelors and talkers. Not going to do it. Anyway, we'll, 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 have, we'll be back here next week. And please don't forget about us after we take our break. Yes. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.